Little honey bees flying around, little green peas from the ground, buttermilk biscuits nice and brown. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, butter beans, peas, beets and chard, chickens running in the yard, catfish frying in that lard. Bring it to Tennessee farm table, cast on skillets, good and hot, watch it steam and crack and pop, cornbread bacon in that stove. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Pick them maters, good and ripe. Drop in black gang candy stripes. Look at them loading down those vines. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Bring it to Tennessee farm table. Welcome to the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast, a show that is dedicated to the people of the state of Tennessee who produce, prepare, and preserve food and agriculture, often with that Mountain South Appalachian flair. And on occasion, I just might have a guest from our neighbors from surrounding states here in the Southeast. This is your hostess and producer, Amy Campbell. The theme song that you just heard was sung and produced by East Tennessee's own Emmy Sunshine. She's from Madisonville, Tennessee. And the month of May is Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. So today we are setting the table with news of a new organization in the Knoxville community, the Knoxville AAPI Business Association. Also news about an upcoming event of food and fun and art from the AAPI community, the Knox AAPI Night Market. Our guests today are Jessica Carr, owner of Knoxville's first Asian bakery, Girls Gotta Eat Good, and Vic Scott, co-owner of Soul Brothers, Hong's Kitchen, and Bubbles and Cream in Knoxville. They'll talk about this organization they founded, this event they're putting together, and they're also going to share two family recipes with us. Thank you so much for tuning in today by podcast or radio broadcast. I really appreciate your good company. So let's join Jessica and Vic now and hear more about their individual food businesses, this organization that they founded, and about this event that they've put together. Jessica, will you tell us about your business? So I own Girls Gotta Eat Good. It's Knoxville's first Asian bakery. I bake out of a commercial kitchen and I sell at pop-ups around Knoxville and I do catering orders, online orders, and hopefully I start shipping soon. Um, I primarily sell at the Nourish Farmer's Market on Saturdays in Market Square from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Okay. And I can attest your products are just absolutely delicious. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, can you tell us about Knox AAPI Business Association? Yes. So in just in case, you know, some listeners don't know, AAPI stands for Asian American Pacific Islander. And May is Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And uh, Vic with Soul Brothers, Hong's Kitchen, and Bubbles and Cream, and I 
our founding and association to help Knox area Asian business owners. And we wanted to start this because when uh, when we were both starting our businesses, it helped us a lot to network with other Asian business owners. And we were able to ask them questions and to kind of lean on their experience. And we want to help other Asian business owners and bring them together so that we can create that kind of space for them as well. I just think that's such a good idea. It helps so much to help one another and exchange ideas and all that kind of thing. Well, how about this upcoming AAPI night market? Will you tell us about that? Yes. So this idea was kind of born out of me watching a lot of TikToks. And I'm a big foodie and I love watching people go to different markets in bigger cities. So they have lots of Asian night markets in LA, San Francisco, New York. And they have these Asian night markets where they get a bunch of street Asian street food vendors together and they make different dishes and they're extremely popular events. They're very good for the Asian business owners there. And so I thought, you know, with the Asian festival and seeing how how busy it was and how popular it was last year and for all the years that it's been running, like I thought, why couldn't we do that in Knoxville? And so I got together with Vic and I thought, okay, let's get a bunch of Asian business owners together and let's see what we can do. And so we're having our event on Friday, May 19th from 6 to 9 p.m. at High Wire Brewing in South Knoxville. And we're going to have Asian food trucks and twenty over 20 Asian food vendors, Asian craft vendors. And we're going to have a henna artist. And also uh, 865 Axe is going to be there and they're going to have different games and stuff. So it's going to be a really awesome event. Sounds so fun. I mean, that's a whole lot of vendors and people. And are you and Vic pretty much organizing this thing? We are, yes. So, and I've, this is probably my like third or fourth a vendor market that I have helped organize. And so we have like a really good list of contacts that we reached out to and did a vendor application so that we could get them all together. That's wonderful. How do people find out more information? Do you have an Instagram or Facebook or something? So we have a Facebook event. Um, so if they just look up Knox AAPI Night Market in Facebook, that our Facebook event should pull up. Also, if you go to my Facebook page, Girls Gotta Eat Good, I have the event pinned on my page. So they'll be able to find it and they can uh, RSVP and it'll go straight to their calendar. So it'll give them a reminder. And then we also have an Instagram page and it's just at Knox AAPI. And we posted a vendor lineup there and we have... Uh, a countdown for the event that they can set so they'll get a reminder right before the event happens. Great. That's wonderful. Vic, can you describe your businesses, not just one? So, yeah, we have several. <laughs> um, so uh, Josh Coates, my brother, and I are in business together. We've been in business now for about two years, and we own Soul Brothers Korean Fusion Restaurant located inside Marble City Market. 
We also just recently inside Marble City Market also opened our most recent business, which is Bubbles and Cream Soda Shop. And so those two businesses uh, operate within the same food hall. And then we also own Hong's Kitchen, which is operating inside of the pretentious beer company in the old city located in Knoxville. So uh, Hong's Kitchen bears the, the maiden name of my mother. Soul Brothers was our flagship. That was kind of where we started. Both of those businesses are Korean fusion restaurants. Soul Brothers is the one that we originated with. And then the Hong's Kitchen menu is completely different than the Soul Brothers menu, but it is more pub type food and more beer focused. Um, and then the soda shop has been a kind of a lifelong dream of mine. And we're uh, operating that inside Marble City Market. It's, it's been open now only a month. What kind of stuff is at the soda shop? So the soda shop, uh, we do Italian cream sodas um, and just regular Italian sodas. Those are made from scratch. We make the soda water from scratch. We purchase scratch-made syrups that are made here locally. The original owner of the Phoenix Pharmacy has decided to open a creamery called Central Creamery. And all of our product mostly comes from him. So all the syrups for our our Italian sodas come from him. Uh, We've been in business with him uh, for about two years now. He's actually been providing those soda syrups for us over at Soul Brothers. We do something called Soul Sodas over there. And those have little mango popping bobas in the bottom, which are kind of fun. So we have the Soul Sodas over at Soul Brothers, and then we have Italian cream sodas over at Bubbles and Cream. Um, and then all of the ice cream is also made through his creamery. So the ice cream comes from him. Uh, we also do cookies through him. We've got chocolate chip cookies and peanut butter cookies through him. Um, and then we also work with a gluten-free vendor that does gluten-free cookies for us. We have gluten-free lemon cookies through Mama Bear Sweet Treats as well. Oh, gosh, that sounds wonderful. I just love the work that you both are doing for the food scene in Knoxville. Thank you. The food scene in Knoxville has been thriving for quite some time. And sometimes, you know, you just have to have a place where people can connect. And I feel like the relationships is the best part of it. And I think that, you know, Knoxville kind of does that naturally. And Mm -hmm. I think that this is just another way for us to help people connect. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. Thank you so much for your good company here today. Today we are visiting with Jessica Carr and Vic Scott. With May being Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month, I wanted to bring some awareness of food businesses owned and operated by AAPI individuals in the Tennessee community. Jessica Carr is owner of Knoxville's First Asian Bakery, Girls Gotta Eat Good, and Vic Scott, along with her brother, is co-owner of Soul Brothers, Hong's Kitchen, and Bubbles and Cream in Knoxville. They're founders of the Knox AAPI Business Association and are behind the upcoming event, the Knox AAPI Night Market. And I've placed links to their businesses, the organization, the event, and the podcast, and podcast notes and some pictures of them on my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. After a short break, both Jessica and Vic will share family recipes with us. Vic will share her mother Kayong's recipe for gimbap, and Jessica will share her mother Marietta's recipe for pork adobo. And here's an event that you might be interested in. The Great Smoky Mountains Heritage Center, located in Townsend, Tennessee, presents the second annual Taste of the Smokies. This is a ticketed annual event benefiting the Great Smoky Mountains Heritage Center, 
with regional food, music, and history. Guests see what's current, new, and on the drawing board at the Great Smoky Mountains Heritage Center. With living history demonstrators, galleries, the Appalachian Village, artfully prepared food and drink, from local restaurants known for their Appalachian-inspired dishes, and a concert from the Driftwood Cowboys. This event takes place on Saturday, June 3rd at 4.30 at the Great Smoky Mountains Heritage Center, located in Townsend, Tennessee. Must be 21 or over to enjoy drinks at the Smokies. More information and tickets, gsmheritagecenter.org. And I've placed a link to this at my website, tennesseefarmtable.com. All right, now let's join back up with Jessica Carr and Vic Scott and hear about these family recipes. Vic, do you have one you'd like to share? One of the things that really stuck out to me when you asked me to, you know, maybe share a recipe for this um, is just, you know, what was something that we used to do when I was younger that was specifically for special events at our house? And it always reminded me, you know, birthdays or celebrations of any kind. Our mother would always make a giant plate or platter of something called gimpop. And we ran it as a special here at Soul Brothers the first year we were open for my brother's birthday, mainly because it's very nostalgic for him because she used to do it for him for his birthday beer. That was what he always asked for. And gimbap is is basically the Korean version of what most people know as a sushi roll. So it's uh, seaweed on the bottom. And then you do the rice and the rice gets rolled on the inside, not on the outside, like you see for some rolls. Uh, So this is one where the rice goes on the inside and then you scramble an egg. And you fry the egg flat in the pan to kind of make like a scrambled egg pancake. And then you cut it into ribbons. And then you put the egg on the inside of the roll. And then there's cucumbers that you cut long ways and you put the cucumbers in there. And then you blanch some shredded carrots in uh, just a little bit of sesame oil, not a lot. Um, And you blanch the carrots in that just to give them that nice kind of sauteed texture. And then you put the carrots in there. And then you take yellow pickled daikon and you cut that into long strips and put that on the inside of the roll. And then uh, same thing with uh, spinach that you do with the, with the carrots, just blanch them, cook it down just a little bit with just a touch of sesame oil in it, put the spinach on the inside of the roll. And then the last part of it, which is the most important part, which is the protein. And it depends on which household you're in. In our household, we always did hot dogs. And she would take the hot dog and she would cut it into four pieces long ways. Or if you were in uh, some other households, some friends of ours, they always did spam. So you can do either hot dogs or spam. And then you put that on the inside of the roll and then you roll it up, roll it nice and tight with a sushi rolling mat. Um, And then you cut them into medallions. Um, And she would just make massive platters of them and then sprinkle some sesame seeds on top. And it was just... It was one of those things that, you know, we could sit around the table and make them together. Like we would all roll them and then mom would go back behind us and re-roll the ones that weren't tight enough. But yeah, it was just, it was a family kind of activity and it was always for special events. So. What a great food memory. Yeah. We tell people all the time, Soul Brothers, the menu kind of came together. It's kind of like an homage to our mom and our childhood and the food that we ate growing up. So. And that that has really been the beautiful thing about about Vic and I meeting when we were first introduced is I I grew up with, you know, a couple of other Asian American kids and we were able to kind of share our experiences. But 
when I moved to Tennessee, I, I hadn't really met any other people that were, that were Asian American. And so meeting Vic and Josh and talking to them, it was like something had clicked. Like we really bonded because our mission with our businesses were the same and we wanted to do Asian Southern fusion. And we wanted to kind of show people here specifically in Knoxville that, these foods that look so different and so foreign to them really aren't that they're very similar to the Southern flavors that they grew up eating. Yeah, it's so true. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, that you can mesh the the flavors together so well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, when you grow up doing it, I mean, we tell people all the time we've been doing Korean fusion food since before it was cool. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, we, it's second nature to us and flavors are just flavors. You just have to know what goes well together. Mm-hmm. That's right. Jessica, do you have a recipe you might want to share? I do. So speaking of kind of like Asian fusion and those like Southern comfort type dishes. So my dish is a staple dish in the Philippines and it's pork adobo. So adobo is kind of like a type of style of cooking. Like you can make chicken adobo, pork adobo, tofu adobo. It's really versatile. The most traditional way that they do it is pork belly adobo. And it really is kind of just like how you're braising the meat and cooking it. And so the recipe consists of uh, what what you do is you get like a giant pot. And what I usually do is I slice some onions and layer them on the bottom. And then I put some crushed garlic down. And then you put your protein. So usually pork belly and you lay it out. And then you do another layer of onions, garlic, bay leaf. A lot of people like to use black peppercorns in it. I usually do just a little bit of crushed black pepper on top. And then you can put in the main ingredients, which are uh, soy sauce and vinegar. And it's really important that you do, you don't want to make it too sour. So you usually do like, three parts soy sauce and one part vinegar. So the vinegar is only like a one fourth of the liquid mixture. And then you bring it to a boil and you let it simmer and cook. And this is a really interesting thing about this recipe. So when uh, my mom made this for me growing up all the time, it was like I always had chicken adobo and rice and she would make it probably like once a week for me for my lunches. And it was one of those foods where like it's very garlicky and kind of like vinegary smelling, but it wasn't too off putting. It was probably the least like weird food that I brought from my school lunches because I would bring curries and things that were like weird, weirdly colored and kids would be like, oh, what is that? And so it was like probably the least offensive to them of the foods that I brought for my lunch. Um, But it is like has this really good tang to it, the garlicky flavor, but it is so similar to like a stew that people would make. And as I got older, I craved it all the time. And I I realized that when I was a teenager at home all the time, I never asked my mom how to make it. I just was like, hey, can you make this for me? And so as I got into adulthood and I was living on my own, I was like, who's going to make this for me? And my mom lived an hour and 45 minutes away on a farm with my dad, like they had retired. And I 
was like, you know, COVID happened and I was like, I can't go see them because it was too dangerous. And we were all were trying to stay in our pods and stay safe. So I just FaceTimed her and I was like, I really want to make, I really want to make this. Can you show me how to make it? And one of the super, I mean, you know, Asian moms, they don't measure anything. They are, it's all feeling and they're just throwing stuff in the pot. And you're like, (laughs) yeah, you're like, how am I going to recreate this? And so she's just like, well, uh, and just guessing cups and things. And and so I'm just dumping things in this pot. And one of the things that she told me while I was cooking this is when you bring it to a boil, don't stir it. She was like, don't stir it. You'll break the you'll break the vinegar in the soy sauce like you want them to boil together. And I was like, really? Like you're pouring these liquids in this pot, bring it to a boil, don't stir it at all. And then you're, you know, smelling the, you're smelling the steam and you're, as soon as the vinegar burns off, so you have to smell. And when the vinegar burns off and it's not as strong, then you can add water to it and then stir and then sprinkle a little bit of sugar. And then usually if you want to thicken the sauce, you do a cornstarch slurry and you put that in there it'll make the sauce thicker that way you can pour it over your rice and uh so good one of my favorite things and actually whenever uh soul brothers and i we did my anniversary dinner as a five course dinner that we sold out we sold out tickets uh last year and one of the one of the dishes i really wanted to do was the adobo because i was like i really I really want to show everyone like I I can cook. I can do savory food, too, because I've been in the baking arena for a while. And so I wanted to show everyone that I can also do savory food as well. And that was the dish that I was like, I really got to make this happen. And so many people were like, this was my favorite out of all it the was courses. So good. <laughs> it was so good. You are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table, and thank you so much again for joining us today. We've been visiting with Jessica Carr and Vic Scott. Jessica Carr is owner of Knoxville's First Asian Bakery, Girls Gotta Eat Good, and Vic Scott is co-owner of Soul Brothers Honk's Kitchen and Bubbles and Cream in Knoxville. They're also founders of the Knox AAPI Business Association and are behind the upcoming event, the Knox AAPI Night Market, which will take place May the 19th. I've placed pictures of Vic and Jessica, their recipes, links to their businesses, the Knox AAPI Business Association and Knox AAPI Night Market, and the podcast of this show at my website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. This is Coach Philip Fulmer talking today about honeybees that I raise, and then you are listening to the Tennessee Farm Table. And now it is time for the gospel portion of our radio broadcast. We like to call this our daily bread. This is a singing and songwriting couple from Tennessee, Jeff Barbara and Sarah Perkle. They are so talented, and this is a song written by Jeff Barbara. This recording was made live from the Laurel Theater. It is called My God on the Tennessee Farm Table. <laughs> oh, let's do a little gospel song. What do y'all want to sing along? Let's do a little gospel song, yeah. This is probably my most requested song. 
I noticed back there they had a little thing. It was a little otter. It said, God is love. You know, one of my, fa- my favorite, absolute favorite verse in the Bible is first book of John, chapter 8, chapter 4, verse 8. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And if that offends anybody, well, I'm sorry, you know. That pretty much sums it up for me. And leaves it open for everybody else, you know. I love everybody. Just because I'm a Christian, that don't mean that I have been shut down on things or have a bunch of rules now. I'm just a lot more welcome to a lot of people. And I'm not going to judge anybody. I'm going to live by example of Jesus. And he went a lot of places. He never judged anybody. And he loved everybody. Can I get an amen? Amen. My God is love. My God is peace. My God has nothing to do with the war in the Middle East. Because my God's loved everyone that's ever came and went. And my God don't care who's our next president. My God's in a newborn baby child My God's in a hundred-year-old tree My God is a wind through the valley My God's in you And my God's in me My God don't care about the color of your skin, the kind of car you drive, or financial shape you're in. Cause my God's not Republican or a Democrat. It's so much bigger than all of that. My God's in a newborn baby child My God's in a hundred-year-old tree My God is a wind through the valley My God's in you My God's in me My God and yours are one and the same. It doesn't really matter if yours goes by a different name. Cause my God loves me and my God loves you. No, it don't stop for just a chosen few. Thank God, amen. My God's in a newborn baby child My God's in a hundred-year-old tree My God is a wind 
the valley My God's in you My God's in me My God's in you My God's in me You think we can sing this along? Y'all know the words this one? Let's do it Let's have church here tonight, shall we? My God's in a newborn baby child. My God's in a hundred-year-old tree. My God is a wind through the valley. My God's in you. My God's in me. My God's in you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Sarah Perkle, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here today at the Tennessee Farm Table podcast and broadcast. It has been an honor to have your good company. We always love to hear from you on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, or through the website, TennesseeFarmTable.com. I'd sure love to hear from you and swap some recipes and stories. Big thanks to Emmy Sunshine of Madisonville, Tennessee, for the musical arrangement and singing and recording of our theme song. For updated appearances, schedule, news, and her new recording, connect with Emmy Sunshine at TheEmmySunshine.com. We hope you have a good week and keep on digging. This has been a Campbell Creative Incorporated production.